Hey family, it's Natalie Valle, and this is Practical Alchemy, the podcast. I am a multidisciplinary healer and practitioner here to empower you with insightful, powerful, and heart-centered conversations. Our goal here at Practical Alchemy is to share stories, tools, and modalities from experts, teachers, mentors, and friends to help alchemize your life and to remind you that you're always on your journey to evolution and you're not alone in it. We'll dive into topics ranging from wellness, healing, spirituality, dharma, relationships, manifestation, and so much more. Thank you for being a part of this beautiful, supportive community. I can't wait to connect with you in real life at events, retreats, trainings, courses. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the pod. I am so excited to come back and start the new year with some really incredible guests. Some are new friends, some are old friends, and today's in particular is a new friend. She is this incredible woman that I met at a still life event. This community down in Venice in in Los Angeles, California, where they host a lot of meditations, transformational programs, and she and I just immediately clicked a lot of resonance and she is a just a really beautiful soul Eden Marquis she's a social entrepreneur and a lifestyle influencer she's actually from Beverly Hills born and raised and she holds various roles as the CEO and director of operations for key agency a digital marketing agency She has a lot of experience and specializes in social media strategy, management, influencer marketing, and it was really beautiful to have the conversation around the content creator economy and being an influencer from a conscious perspective, an intentional perspective. She's also the founder and event curator of Her Influencer Closet, which is an influencer-driven fashion pop-up here based in L.A., And she just helps bridge the gap between sustainability and fast fashion through her influencer closet. She offers a space for women to come together to live well. And I'm so excited to dive into the conversation of being an entrepreneur and influencer in the 21st century. The tools have helped her along her journey. And I can't wait for you to learn more. So I will see you on the other side. Was maybe yeah. I guess I can put my hands here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get cozy. Get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um. Yay. So wow. I didn't realize that you were an LA native. Yeah. Wow. I know. I feel like we're one in a few. Yeah. We're unicorns here. I've seen it all. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that being raised in LA contributed to a lot of? the unfoldment of where you are today in terms of the industry that you've stepped into, the experiences that you've had, if they've molded who you are today? Oh, 100%. I find that growing up in LA, you're kind of just thrown into the entertainment industry of Mm. acting or just any involvement really with 
TV, cameras, mm. action, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I was younger, I um, went into acting and I had this dream of being on the big screen and um, I found lots of success with the process, but it was actually more so of a healing process that mm. I found because there's a lot, and I don't know how much you know about acting, but there's a lot of role playing and a lot of method acting. So like you truly have to get into the space of like, you know, if there, if you're doing a scene and it's a drama and, you know, there's some heartache, you have to pull from your real life. Mm. And so, you know, the tears that you might be crying for this one scene, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. So it definitely helped my growth and I truly believe that's really where it started. My spiritual journey meshed with my work. Wow. Yeah. And I then realized while I was in acting class, I had like a massive breakthrough. Um, Because at that time, I was an adolescent. I was like 15. I wasn't thinking about college. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily thinking about work Mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do or be you know? Yeah. And so it was more so like, this was it. But then I realized like, this is a lot on my mind, especially as like such a young child where you're like trying to be yourself, but also other people. Mm, And 15 is such a tricky age. It is. You're being introduced to changes in your physiology and your emotional state your curiosities are being piqued you're insecure (laughs) more than likely right that's a hard age yeah I mean I think you touch on something really important it's the insecurities Mm. you know and it's finding that balance of loving yourself Mm -hmm. and that's why I do believe that acting really was a catapult to me finding my self-love because there was moments where I really didn't know if I loved myself truly Mm. because it's hard to think about like even when you grow up and mind you I grew up with a single mom and so my parents were separated and my mom gave me so much love but there's that feeling of how do I then learn to love myself mm-hmm. and I found myself in acting class and I just broke down crying and I was like so confused as a 15 year old would be you know and I just didn't want to do it anymore because it was so hard mm-hmm. and I told myself that I needed to take a break from acting but I really did love the social aspect of it. Yeah, I'm such a social being mm. and I love interacting with new people, my friends. And honestly, I love laughter. Yeah. You know, so it was um, then that I started to go into the influencer like realm before it was even, you know, coined as influencing. Yeah. This was, I mean, probably back in like 20. I don't even know, 13, something like that. Like back in the day, you know, before. Facebook was just starting to be what it was. Yeah. Wow. And then once Instagram came along, that's when I was able to showcase my work, my Mm. modeling work. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because I started working with a lot of brands, clothing brands, and also Mm. different photographers and creating a portfolio for myself to then share with more brands and events Mm -hmm. started to um, pick up as well. Yeah. Um, And that was really nice, too, because that kind of fed into the whole networking aspect of it Mm. as well. I love that. And I was really curious because with key agency, how that all came to be, it sounds like it was almost an evolution of of mm-hmm. your whole life work, of, you know, your life from childhood to adolescence to then transitioning into that more so creator economy industry that was just starting to to blossom. 100%. And I have to say, it's a funny story how I got to creating and founding key agency because I mean I went to school um I told you previously but I went to CU Boulder and I loved my experience I mean the schooling there was incredible and I actually my background's in accounting and finance okay something so different from you know marketing branding the creative side Mm. but I realized that with my logical mind that's what worked at the time especially like in an academic environment Mm -hmm. accounting was like my thing I loved it I love solutions finding the solution to any problem I have this saying where there's never actually a problem there's always a solution Mm, I love that right it's like a different mindset of how to look at anything that's presented to you Mm -hmm. right um so yeah I was actually graduating Um, and I was interning at KPMG under their M&A and it was such a big accomplishment for me and for my family really Um, but this was during COVID so this was right at the height of COVID 2019-2020 and um, you know that's also where a lot of apps came into play I don't know if you remember Clubhouse yes I was hot on clubhouse for a hot minute and then i was like i'm surprised i wonder if we ever crossed paths i bet you we did we probably i still have the app i just probably haven't opened it in like several months i have not either but during the height of it yeah i mean you remember i mean we were hosting rooms like every day hopping into rooms collaborating meeting people it was fun and yeah interesting but tell me more And I just found myself like with a really strong community of creators, of entrepreneurs, men and women. And I started hosting rooms on actually with two other friends of mine. It was called IG Audits. Okay. Because, you know, with my background. I think I was in that room once. It sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I had two other co-hosts. It was Max, a guy, and then my one of my really good close friends, Cassidy. Okay. And um, you know, I don't even know how we all came together. It just kind of was fate. Yeah. And we basically started doing audits on people's Instagrams. And You know, that somewhat fizzled out at some point, but it, it gained a lot of momentum. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people from those rooms would actually now started joining my new rooms that I hosted every Tuesday and Thursday on just marketing, like the strategy behind Instagram mm-hmm. and how to optimize it, sales, etc. 
And, you know, it went from like 50 people to in a room to 100 to 500. Wow. Yeah. And at some point I had like a thousand people in my room listening to me speak. And of That's course, amazing. It was the time to be alive. I swear <laughs> it was the best. I loved it, too, because oh. like I love sharing information, knowledge, like if I can help like even one person i'm like this is why i'm here this is my purpose that's your dharma exactly yeah yeah and And it was on something that i actually did really have a lot of involvement and enjoyment in you know it was the aspect of creating of selling but also storytelling Mm. you know it's it's how do we tell our story Mm -hmm. and how do we make it relatable to the person that actually does need it Wow. Yeah. So, you know, from those rooms, and this was, mind you, also while I was doing school and turning, and I um, started getting like 200 to 300 DMs a day from those rooms. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. But it was also like, I need to figure out what I want to do with this, Mm. you know, because people obviously were thanking me and asking me more questions. And I wanted to be there. And then some people were also wanting consulting services. And so from right there was really the ideation of, okay, I want to do something with this consulting and this marketing service that I am being called to answer. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. It's incredible how life really, like, it takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got the chills, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, you know, you really, it's all about just showing up, yes. right? And being able to see what are the breadcrumbs that the universe is leaving for me? What are the signs? What are the synchronicities? I always say that the language of the universe has synchronicities. And it's like, yeah. you know, what are, what, what are the odds that at the height of all of this, when people were really revisiting how they viewed Things like their social media platforms, how they viewed sharing their messages, and you were just here knowledge sharing, and it was this crossroads of perfect timing, and you also providing value that people didn't even know they needed Mm -hmm. until they came across it, and they were like, oh, wait a second, I really value what she has to say. Wow, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that was the inception of Key Agency. That was the inception, exactly, mm. of Key Agency. And it really was like just me offering my consulting services on how to best brand your business. And, you know, it was a lot of entrepreneurs and founders and even public figures coming to me asking mm. questions. And then that's where I expanded. I mean, right. It takes time obviously it wasn't just from like ground zero to 100 um but slowly but surely i started to realize like how am i going to run this business Mm -hmm. i had never really run a business before Mm -hmm. um so there was a huge learning curve um but i was so willing to do the work because i knew it would bring me so much peace and balance really of both realms that I was involved in, like my logical brain and wanting to be somewhat in this world of like creating wealth for myself and my family and for the world, of course, Mm. um, but also 
my creative side, my social side, and wanting to interact with people on a daily basis mm. and merge the two. And so now being able to run a full digital marketing agency and offering, you know, we do branding, marketing strategy, social media management, and I mean, so on. It's we're able to now provide the services, but in like a fuller scope, mm. like the scope of work has transitioned so much. And, you know, I had to really invest not only my time, but my money in coaches mm. and other, um, honestly, like workbooks, courses, uh, and there's so many that are available, mm. um, even like on Google, you know, there's so many certificates that you can go and find these services um, that offer great knowledge that really have helped me propel where I am now versus where I was just even, you know, taking my first consulting call. Wow. Yeah. I love that you're sharing not only, yes, it was this beautiful moment of opportunity, right place, right time coming together, and all of the work that it took to get to where you are. Because I think for those listening who perhaps have an entrepreneur inkling or mm -hmm. they, they have a venture they want to go into, I, I really encourage this story to be an inspiration to show how if you just continue showing up and putting your best foot forward and providing value, how really things can happen for you. 100%. And there is also work that needs to be done and it won't just be handed to you on a silver platter. It'll also come with responsibilities in order for you if you're not at the level of the CEO that you need to be, of the leader that you need to be. Okay, what what do I need to do to get to that point? Mm -hmm. And that's when really things start taking that snowball effect, right? Where yeah. things just start happening, things start clicking, clients start coming. Yeah, I mean, it really g comes down to the energy that you're putting out into mm. this world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, of all people, you definitely know that energy is real. It's the real yes. deal. And the more healing and work and growth you do on yourself, the more you're going to be able to actually give of yourself. Mm. And I think that's something that is a big topic to be discussed because I realize, like, going through the process, there's going to be times as an entrepreneur in the 21st century, like, you're, there's so many people that are creating businesses. There's so many people trying to make it. And mm. you have to almost put blinders on in s to some degree to certain things and yeah. you have to be very cautious and about what you're consuming um not in a fearful way because i want to encourage the listeners to actually stray away from fear mm. and actually dive more into peace and acceptance and the love for themselves mm. and forgiveness there's a huge um just notion about you know this almost it's like a perverse feeling of feeling that feeling pity for yourself feels good sometimes mm. but in reality you're only feeding that fear or you're only really feeding 
the will that's not going to get you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you have to be so conscious and aware. And I realized at a young age that I think also growing up with a single mother, I was very protective of her. Mm-hmm. So I was always very aware of my surroundings, people. I mean, I could read people from like down the street and tell you like exactly how they are, like not in a bad way, but just more so of like, you know who they are yeah you know just hyper aware always Always. you had to be i had to be exactly and that's something that i've even had to somewhat heal and reprogram myself Mm. because it's more so of like a survival mode that i was in Mm -hmm. and that's something i actually did want to touch on with Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship because we tend to feel or at least from my experience I felt that I always had to be on the lookout of like either the next opportunity or the next, um, you know, fire I had to put out when honestly it's about being still and in flow. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's like what is for you is going to come to you Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry. Totally. You know, that's it's so funny because I experienced so much of teetering back and forth with, let's call it fear, let's call it scarcity, let's call Mm -hmm. it fight or flight response to abundance, to flow, to ease. And it's so insidious to fall Mm -hmm. into scarcity mindset, to fall into a fear mentality um, because it's it's the paradigm that Mm -hmm. so many people in our society live in. And the moment that we're able to just make that shift into realizing there is enough for everybody, there is infinite potentiality, infinite abundance. And, and when I create out of a state of peace and ease and joy, that's when I attract more of that energy Mm -hmm. into my life. You know, it's, it's an easy not an easy, I shouldn't say easy. It's a simple transition to go into. It just takes that awareness. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to that point of you have to be so mindful of what you're consuming because that scarcity mentality is out there. It is. It's it's the message that's being spread through marketing, through Mm -hmm. just the energy that people are giving out. So naturally that's, you know, what we're taking in. So if you're not conscientious of what you're consuming, it can be so easy for that insidious energy to just trickle back in. And before you know it, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to post three times today because if I don't, yes. then I will be missing you know, out, on missing out or yeah. I need to, you know, and, and then we start producing out of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? That production is only attracting more of that energy. Mm-hmm. So also as a, as a content creator, as a producer, as an influencer, it's also important to remember and just ask yourself, where am I creating from? What yeah. energy am I creating from? And being honest with yourself. That's such a great point. I mean, even thinking about it right now, like taking it in, it's extremely important to be mindful of where you're coming from. And even like, let's say, as a creator as well, myself, when I post, I make sure to like continue to breathe and mm. breathe into what I'm trying to transmute in my message when I'm putting it out there, you know, and 
we find ourselves wanting to be like one thing or like the best thing you know, our best version. And I've even caught myself in this too. And I've caught my clients um, that are trying to, you know, be this picture perfect um, brand. Uh, And in reality, the content that does well is the content that's relatable. It's Mm. the content that's digestible enough to be like, hey, I actually feel that same way. But I appreciate you putting a positive spin on it. Mm. You know, it's sticking to because marketing really it's you're basically bringing awareness to someone's pain point. Mm. You know, if you're trying to sell a product, if you're trying to sell a service, you know, let's say a chiropractor, for instance, you know, what's the customer's pain points? They have Mm. back pain, neck pain, you know, they can't sleep, et cetera. And, Unfortunately, for many of us, that is the case unless, you know, you're really adamant about taking care of yourself, which thankfully it's that's more of the culture now. Um, But we target those pain points and it's understanding how the marketing works of that because we're bringing awareness to it. But there are ways to bring awareness to pain points in a fear mentality mm. or in a positive way where it's like, let us help you, mm. like heal you versus if you don't come to us, this is what's going to happen to you. Mm. And you can hear it in people's voices, too, and how they react to things and how they respond to things. And if you respond in a way that's coming from a positive standpoint, you're like, you know what? I want this to heal me. I'm going to invest in myself. Mm. Um, that's where we want to be coming from, from a marketing standpoint, not like, you know, you're going to freaking break your back because you don't come in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's such an interesting point, but you're so right. Mm -hmm. So much of marketing is feeding on the fear, people's fears, people's lack, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have this. Let us fulfill your X, Y, and Z with this product. Yeah. Wow. So (laughs) interesting. Well, I really, you know, Touching on another subject that you Mm -hmm. talked about earlier is how you love socializing and community. And I I love how you bring community together. And I, you know, folks who identify as women in particular, and and I know that you promote collaborations and relationship buildings, relationship building, what led you to become a community builder? That's such a great question. Um, Honestly, it's the love that I have for people and it's also understanding one another. Um, and, and, you know, it does touch on the whole marketing aspect of like understanding what are people's pain points. Mm. And it goes back to like, are you going to be, you know, let's say you have the kryptonite, are you going to use it for good or for bad, mm. you know? Um, or are you going to help people or are you going to not, mm. you know? And so I realized at a young age that I do really enjoy um, helping people and caring for them. And I'm very empathetic so I can understand where people are coming from most of the time. Mm. So I see that and I realize that right now we're in such a big need of community, of that relatability that we can go to someone in our community and be like, Hey, have you done this? Like whether like it's a cold plunge, Hey, have you done a cold plunge? Like Mm -hmm. I'm a little like, you know, apprehensive about it. Like, what are your thoughts? You know? Um, 
and especially for women. So I recently just started a community called Her Influencer Closet, Mm. where it's a blend really between bringing women together to shop sustainably from their favorite influencers' closets. And it really came out of sheer necessity Mm. because as an influencer myself, I get sent, you know, great amount of clothes products um that i personally do love but i also realized you know after years of donating years of going to um you know secondhand stores mm. and also trying to sell on poshmark and those secondhand secondhand websites uh it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort but it's also like there's really no reward not even in the monetary sense but more so in like just even feeling good I've realized I'm like, why am I doing all of this? And like, I'm not even feeling good after. Mm. And that's also something to keep note of, like in your daily life. It's like, are you feeling good after you do something and doing more of that, whatever it's making you feel good Mm -hmm. versus like, you know, not. And I then realized like a lot of my friends are influencers themselves. And so I came to them with the idea. I was like, hey, what do you girls think about like, an event that we get to sell our gently used or new items to girls in the community that we're friends with or that are our followers or friends Mm. and they love the idea and so I was like let's do it but of course in Eden fashion I was not going to just put up some random pop-up I wanted a full-on event (laughs) right (laughs) so I of course called my connections that I have in this world whether it be brands that want more brand awareness or um, you know of course my friends that offer services uh, to come together for this event and really just provide for the community for the women in our lives and that's why it's it's you know an event for women of all ages uh, whether it be your sister you your mother your grandmother we've had all ages and you know it's been a such a beautiful journey and process and it goes back to you know I didn't plan this at all it just like like everyone says it's like you're solving a need you Mm. know and you just have to believe in it and believe in yourself um, because once you're able to spread that good yummy energy people will want to be around that and we're all just looking for a safe space to be ourselves right And so I wanted to offer that. Absolutely. I love that. And it's so obvious and and clear to me that you are somebody who inspiration comes through, a download comes through, and you just do it. Right? Mm -hmm. No fear. I mean, I'm sure there is fear at times. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah. How do you typically overcome those insidious voices that can sometimes be like, who are you to do this? Or you've never done this before. Why do you think you could do this? What if I fail? Yeah, that uh, that's that question that always also comes into my own mind um, where I have to really go introspective and ask myself, like, why am I having these thoughts? Why am I having these fears? Like, where are they stemming from? You know, a lot of, let's say, my insecurities are being uh, a woman of color and also being um, 
maybe not like everyone else. You know, we always like we, we think we're so different when in reality we're all so different that it makes us so similar. Mm. And um, there's so much beauty in the difference and the variety that we're able to offer to this world that I started to tell myself that I am capable, you know, I am loved and supported within not only myself, because of course, like our biggest support system has to begin with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be there for ourselves because, you know, the day that we leave, it's going to be us, you know, us with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also knowing that the people around us support us and that they are cheering us on. And, you know, if you feel any inclination that they're not, um, you got to have a talk. You know, how to be like, are you coming from a place of love? Mm. You know, because I'd really appreciate it if you could support me in this, mm-hmm. you know. And so I have a couple of things that I do personally to help me combat and just really recognize where that fear stems from. And it's really journaling for me. I like to write these things out and get them on paper so I can really visualize them and see if they're like actually like real to me. Like once you put it on paper and read it back, you're like, wait a minute, that's actually not how I feel about myself. That's just like some other thought that's maybe not really associated with me. Like it's not my soul. You know, Mm -hmm. this is just like another thought that has been programmed into my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in some category that I might need to cleanse out. Um, And then another one is I love to listen to podcasts and YouTubes that are extremely inspirational or are, um, you know, a sequence of affirmations. So every morning when I shower, I put on a specific YouTube um, and there's a couple of them like you can literally type in morning meditation or affirmations and find the one that suits you the best. Um, but it's having that play while you're in the shower and having the water cleanse you. Mm. It's it's like revitalizing. You're like, oh wow. my gosh, yeah. And so that and then also taking time for yourself, whether it's to go outside, to go on a work, to do a workout, or even to just like sit and do what makes you happy even if that is watching a show or even if that is painting your nails do that for you because then you're going to realize how much you love yourself after and that's going to reinforce that loving force field around you versus that fear force field Mm. you know it's so it's so interesting listening to to the tools that you implement and I'm like oh yeah I do that too it looks differently for me but I do the same And it just goes back to, yes, we are all so different on the outside, but on the inside, we all crave the same thing. We all crave love and belonging. We all share the same fears, similar insecurities. And so I'm so happy that you shared all those. I love the concept of playing these affirmations as you're showering because water, the element of water, its energetics, it's truly so cleansing. It's so moving. It's so powerful. Powerful. And I just love, you know, there is there have been a lot of studies done where a water actually retains memory, mm. which is incredible in itself. Yeah. And then B, you can you can change the molecular structure of water 
based on the vibrations and frequencies that are being emitted into it. And so as you are infusing these affirmations, these positive frequencies and vibrations that quite literally are are of, of high resonance, high vibration, you're infusing it into the water and then the water is just infusing into your body. That's so brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean... It's exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. I watched um, a video of Sadhguru, who is incredible. He is a genius within the conscious community Mm. and just spiritual realm. And he was saying that he showers like three to five times a day. Wow. Because it's so cleansing. It's Mm -hmm. so healing. And especially after a long day. And, you know, I catch myself being very tired and not wanting to rinse off Mm. but you know when you're doing or interacting with so many people as you know so many hours of the day Mm -hmm. their energy might latch on not that it always does and I think there's like this like knowing and balance of knowing that yes people are capable of you know spreading their philosophy their mindset onto you but you're also capable of being so mentally strong that it doesn't really affect you Mm -hmm. but you know you have to be honest with yourself and be like okay do these thoughts affect me or do they not or am I at a point that my routine is so strong that my practice is so strong that they don't really affect me so I'm able to like really maintain my own being Mm. um but it's still always so powerful to rinse off and after he said that I was like oh I have to shower now three times a day (laughs) you know it's like be at his uh, spiritual level so good Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there's nothing like a good cleansing shower you feel it physically and energetically I remember when I was going through my sound practitioner training my teacher literally told us after you do a big sound bath with a lot of people rinse off ground yourself but literally rinse your body with water because Mm -hmm. your energy can become so sticky and so many things you can take on that don't even belong to you and then the next day you're feeling heavy right you're feeling off and you can't quite figure it out well it could be something that's not even yours to carry exactly I mean even that's why it's you know that whole thought and like discussion on this generational trauma Mm. right because it's passed down Mm. even without you really accepting it it's just in you it's with you and so same with when you have a conversation with somebody and they're you know having a really tough day it's one thing to have a really tough day and just be expressing yourself but it's another thing to be stuck on it. It's mm. another thing to be harping on it. Mm. And there's no fault to that person. They're just in a different stage of their healing process. Mm-hmm. And if you are maybe at a point where you have tools that you've been using mm. that can help this person, you know, it would be a blessing to do that for them and suggest it because mm. we're on this planet, like you said, like we all just are we have like this inner child in us that just want to wants to be loved and supported and Mm. cared for and secure in who we are and so why not be that for somebody else when they need it the most but also you know be that friend that can be like okay let's let's now let's change the subject you know Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful day out we have so much to be appreciative of let's focus on that I care for you and that's why 
I want to suggest this to you. Yes. I love that. Yeah. You know, this podcast is called Practical Alchemy. Mm -hmm. And the meaning behind that is alchemy is this magical, mysterious transformation of different metals into gold, of turning Mm. something that's, you know, mediocre into the most precious metal, Mm -hmm. gold. And so alchemizing your own life can look like taking the shit, for lack of better word, Mm -hmm. and turning it into gold. Yes. And practical just means tools that are everyday, applicable, accessible. So what have been those tools for you that have alchemized your life? Oh, you know, it's gone in stages. I w- I'll say that um, the tools will change. Mm. Your toolbox will get lighter. It will get bigger. Um, and it'll look different at every point in your life, really. You know, so like, let's say when I was younger, I actually um, struggled with depression and I was on mood stabilizers and antidepressants. And I realized, and this was actually at the same time that I was in acting. So it was a whole combination of things when I was acting. And that's why I think I had such a spiritual awakening um, because I realized to myself that my mind is so strong. Why am I depressed? You know, I'm like, why can't I get myself out of this depression myself? You know, and so it's first that tool of awareness and being able to ask yourself these hard-hitting questions, Mm. you know, and your mind will answer. You will get an answer. And it might not be the answer you want to hear, but you kind of just have to listen and be like, huh, okay. You don't have to really do anything about it just yet, but... Asking yourself these questions, um, you will get a response. And what you do after might, you know, lead you into a new tool. So for me, I realized that I did not want to be on this medication anymore. I knew that I was capable of being off of these medications. And I realized, okay, let me try and figure out how to basically, like, memorize and... Um, apply how my happiness is when I am on these medications versus when I'm not and what can get me there and that was fitness mm. that, that was exercise and really yoga too and so I dove into f- like running that's why I've loved running for so long um, any type of hit workout anything that could like release stagnant energy and that is important thing to take away too because if you view yourself as an energy source and you know in a more realistic um visual like when let's say you have constipation something's blocked Mm -hmm. right so what do you do to unblock it you may drink coffee you might take some type of medication for it or you might massage your stomach who knows the varying levels of how serious it is Um, but same thing for yourself when you have a block or like you can feel that something's stuck, you have to find those remedies and, um, that's going to yoga, Mm. that's doing a sound bath, you know, it's, and that's also, there's this visualization that I do when I meditate that all 
visualize myself as this energy source and most of the time you want to be sitting upright but you can also be laying down and you find like the sun above your head and you basically feel the rays of the sun running through your body and out your toes and you do that for like five minutes just a constant ray of energy running Mm. through your body running through your limbs through every part of your body and you can even move with it sometimes like that really does help the flow of the energy go through you and then you'll ask yourself where do i have any blockages and let's say it's like your left appendix and you're like okay let me help myself and heal myself to release whatever is blocking me and not serving me and at that point you want to visualize the energy source going to that point and pushing it through and out your toes Mm. and once you do that you can do that all over your body and really heal yourself because like I said once you ask yourself these questions you'll get responses and you'll start to feel like oh yeah it is in my stomach or it's actually in my knee Mm. or like in my back Let me like send some more energy to that. And that's why we heal ourselves through heat and through cold, right? Yeah. Wow. I love that visualization. And it's so important to lean on your intuition and just trust Mm -hmm. what comes up. Intuition. Your body knows. And when you ask your body, it will answer. And you just trust whatever that answer is that comes up. Trust the intuition. Trust the intuitive ping, right? Yep, exactly. I think that's really where a lot of my tools come from. It's really my intuition, my gut. It's asking myself, what do I need in this moment? Mm. Do I need to go on a walk? Do I need to stretch? Because we sometimes we make it so complicated on ourselves, right? We're like, oh, we need to do X, Y, and Z. But then it gets overwhelming. And you're like, wait that's so much to do right now I actually don't want to do anything and sometimes that is the case maybe you do just need to lay down and (laughs) as an entrepreneur um, I I struggle sometimes with just being relaxed Mm -hmm. and in 2023 I realized that I want to put more focus on being still on Mm -hmm. relaxing Mm -hmm. and being okay with the idea of being in this space where I don't always have to be on you know I don't always have to think that if I'm not moving I'm missing something you know it goes back to that scarcity you know totally that's that's exactly what I was just thinking Mm -hmm. like that is such a programming that we have in this capitalistic society yeah of always needing to produce, always needing to be on. Right. And if you're it. producing from that place, A, you're going to burn out. Right. Inevitable. Yeah. And then B, what you're producing is not in highest alignment or integrity. And so the return on that isn't going to be what you anticipate or what you hope for mm-hmm. because you're producing out of a place of scarcity. So scarcity is just going to come back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Mm. I love that you shared a quote that said, your life is your greatest gift. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Uh, Well, it's really your life is something that should never be taken for granted. Mm. 
um, well, I told you that I went on a run this morning and we actually touched on that. Um, one of my friends, she had brought up the idea that, you know, she had gone to talk with one of her friends and he had actually lost his arm mm. uh, in an accident. And she realized, like, you know, that just put things into perspective for me where I realized, like, things can be a little bit harder, you know? Things could, you would have to adjust and adapt in a very big way. Um, and it does something, you know, to your ego or just even to your personality, you know? So life is your greatest gift because no matter what, you know, hand you're dealt, you're still living, you're still breathing, you're still able to witness and be a part of this thing we called the world society. And there's a quote, or not a quote, but it's like something that I heard and I shared it at Still Life. And I want to share it again on your podcast yes. because it's so magical and it's so true though. And it's um, from this girl named Brooke and she's so incredible. Um, she said that every day she wakes up and well let me backtrack so she was talking about the idea of like wanting to go to space mm. and I related to her because right when she said that I was like oh I've been wanting to go to space I think it'd be so awesome and she was like but I thought to myself like why do I want to go to space you know it's that it's that questioning of uh, that introspective why and then she realized because I am not appreciating the life that I have here and I want to, you know, just go on to a new shiny toy, you know. And once I realized that, I came back to Earth and realized that I'm actually an astronaut on my planet. I am here with this meat suit that we call our bodies, you know, that's my astronaut suit. And my car is my spaceship. And any machinery that I'm on, that's another type of spaceship. Mm. And it's coming back to that awareness of every day is a new day. You're not the same person you were yesterday. You don't have to have guilt for yesterday. You don't have to, you know, be holding on to the past or be trying to cling and chase to the future. Mm. You can be so present and just literally thank your God that you were gifted life. And so that's why I believe life is the greatest gift because it it's the biggest gift you could have been given, you know. And that's why our parents and our mothers are so incredible too because they literally gifted us the <laughs> our life. And I, yeah, it's... I hold that near and dear to my heart because it just always puts things in perspective. It really does. Mm, so beautifully said. Thank you. And how can people connect with you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Eden Marquis. Um, and, you know, with the events that I hold, I also have an Instagram called Her Influencer Closet. And you know, for the marketing uh, agency, I have an Instagram called Key Agency. So it's Q-U-I-S Agency. 
and also my website www.keyagency.com and I mean please come say hello I would love to meet you and love you (laughs) beautiful thank you so much love and we'll tag everything in the show notes so people can connect and you have coming events yes thank you so much for coming in thank you so much of course